Welcome back to Chad and MJC Talking Bulls. I'm your host, Chad, and with me is MJC. How's it going? How's it going? So this week, we are going to cover the Bulls since that 4-0 start. We are also going to discuss some of the lineups that we saw that we liked and uh, maybe some other things post-Patrick Williams' injury and finish off with, if we have time, some Scottie Pippen talk. But first, let's get into it. The Bulls, in these, what, two weeks since our last episode, have gone 3-3, three and three, which isn't very bad, quite honestly. But it felt so much worse than it was. Well, I think it's part of due because the, the Patrick injury that is someone in your starting rotation that goes out. Uh, yeah, he was like, you know, not really finding the groove offensively, but he was still a fundamental part of the team's defense. Yeah, Patrick Williams is basically making us like, he was picking up the slack for like Vooch, you know? Yeah, like Very much so. Without him there, like they struggled a little bit. But we at least still saw in that three and three, like some good things, you know, even in the, the games that they lost. Uh, but some things that we touched upon in the first episode were super apparent <laughs> during this this stretch of uh, two weeks. It, it was like just as they were pretty close to proving like, hey, maybe you guys were right. Even after that loss to the Knicks, that Jazz win and then the Celtics win was like, OK, like you, you're showing a little different problem with slow starts. But you guys got a lot of grit, and you got a lot of scoring options to a to a degree. We have two really good scoring options with other scoring options that can play very good within their role. And then the Sixers series came, and everything just looked real sus. Dude, it was the thing that I was talking about where, remember we were, you asked me like if I think the Sixers, even without Ben Simmons, are better than the Bulls, and I, I think I told you, it just comes down to Embiid. They have a big dude, and the Bulls don't have that guy. Yeah. And they just got exposed. I mean, even Al Horford in that Celtics game early on was kind of lighting them up from time to time to where you're just like, how is Al Horford getting away with some shit? They were able to get past the Jazz, but that's just because, you know, they have a big defensive dude, but, like, offensively, they, they don't. Yeah, if, if Gobert's not, like catching the ball directly under the basket or catching some oops. Yeah. It's not really his role to score, but capable, just not really his role. And uh, without Patrick Williams, they just don't really have a big dude that can defend their top star. I mean, even then, like, I don't think Patrick Williams defends Embiid, but, you know, he nah, can at least just, compensate. He can get in and out. Like, he can, he makes it, or he makes sure that the, that someone like Embiid can't kick it out to one of those shooters. But he's also athletic enough and skilled enough with defense that he can get down there and help Vooch with someone like Embiid. Yeah. We don't get that from as much as I like Javante Green. I know on the last episode, he was even one of my top three new additions, I guess, not including DeRozan. But I don't think the starting lineup is really right for him. Not not right now. He's 6'5". Maybe not ever. Not at power forward. Yeah. yeah. He's 6'5". Like, it's never... He is really good coming off the bench, uh, going against other bench players, or just to tire out, like, whoever's, like, you know, the big starter. Uh, yeah. But he can't put the time you would expect from your starter. And the Bulls in this run just showed you, especially after Patrick Williams went out, 
of just like, oh shit, they don't have a bench really. Like they don't have a scorer on the bench uh, who can come in. Though Kobe White is cleared for practice now. So in theory, Kobe White will be able to solidify that bench. But as we were talking about last episode, Kobe White would be the one you would trade (laughs) to get some help. But now Patrick Williams is out for the season. So now you need Kobe White. You need Kobe. You maybe run some like smaller lineups. But I still it's still tough for me to see where Kobe fits. And I think we absolutely need him as the offensive spark so that we don't have to st- like we need to stagger Zach and DeRozan, but their chemistry will grow and yeah. they'll work on the court together better throughout the year. Um, So having a Kobe white off the bench just really gives us a, a very reliable score um, in that shooting guard row. I mean, we, he can handle the ball like a point, but it really shouldn't be his primary role. I think we talked about that on the last episode as, yeah. as well. Yeah, he, um, he's going to shine just being a scorer off the bench. And now they desperately need that, especially as you move people into the starting lineup to fill Patrick Williams' role that this weakens the bench. Luckily, they do have Levine and DeRozan, who are both fucking averaging 26 points a game. True. Top five scorers in the league, both of them. That's <laughs> wild. That's fucking sick. Uh, <laughs> Super cool. They've definitely oh. found, like, we were talking about them both being alphas and how they're going to gel together, but we saw it work during the first four games. But I think it's proven itself now as, like, you can run this, run them two for the whole season, uh, even in their three and three run, in terms of, like, they both were able to get their shit in uh, for the most part. Donovan, I feel like, has to, and he seems to also be adjusting and improving there, too. But, He's got to balance when which one's going because they do work well together. But if one doesn't have it that day, it does kind of work better to kind of stagger them a bit more to try and let one get going and the other keep going Mm -hmm. on opposite rotations. And I think he did a better job with that in the next game than he did the Sixers series. Yeah. I want to kind of talk about one of the lineups that I saw in the net series that I was fucking loving. That fourth quarter, start of the fourth quarter rotation with Alex Caruso, Io DeSumo, Derek Jones, DeMar DeRozan, and Tony Bradley. They they turned defense into offense and showed up from behind the three-pointer. I mean, not something they can roll with regularly, but it's, I, an, it's a very nice lineup. When you can put Io and Caruso, both pure energy dudes, like together at the start of the fourth, which is basically just going to do the shit I was joking about of just like, you just got to 2K some of these like super teams <laughs> and just like put your energy guys in just to tire out whoever's on the court. But like Io showed so much stuff in the last game with the Nets. I mean, he had to like, they definitely still need to talk to him about like, you need to chill the fuck out uh, sometimes because he was heat checking himself uh, like once or twice. He took some shots he shouldn't have. And a couple times where he should have slowed things down that he was just like, nah, fuck it, I'm going to run it. And then he would just turn it over. But you still like to see that sort of stuff because that shows like a level of confidence because he's going against Harden and Durant, you know, like and he's just like, nah, fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. And defensively, like defensively, I didn't know how well he was going to do defensively in the NBA, but he seems like he can hold his own like pretty well. He seems like he seems like he knows where he's supposed to be and everything on defense like it. 
like on offense, sometimes you can question like, ah, maybe he should have drove, maybe he should have took it, maybe he should have passed it. Other, but on defense, I haven't really seen many, if any, times where I was like, damn, he's out of place. It was more so like, damn, I wish he could have helped over here, but he made the right decision. Oh, for sure. And, and the crazy thing is, like, he's he's like what twenty twenty one. Like, he actually Something went like to that. most of college. Uh, yeah, I think four years. Yeah, so he's like twenty one, twenty two. Like, he still has the ability to like gain some weight, some muscle, refine his like skill set a little bit more. You know, like he, he's he's a rookie. He's got the right coach, and he's got the right players around him. You know, he's got the Rosen and Levine around him to show him how to do shit and like i think DeRozan is a perfect person to like kind of show him around like they they put together a really good group of veterans to show some of these younger players as they get them though they won't be getting too many more young players after him because of the trades <laughs> they made he was a steal for where they got him in a draft uh and I, then he's surrounded by talent now so he he's gonna grow pretty well and it shows a lot that he's gained um, Donovan's trust. Like you're not putting many second round pieces, even if you think they're a first rounder. You don't see them getting minutes in critical situations this early in the season and getting more and more of those minutes every game. What mm-hmm. are we? What's this? What are we? Seven and three? Yeah, ten games in. Yeah, ten games in, and he's already getting close to twenty minutes. Like that's wild. And it's just gonna go up because you know. Patrick Williams is out you know they're still trying to find like the right balance of stuff I know Kobe White will probably mess things a little bit but I can totally see him and Kobe and Russo being like the bench guys for, for the guards yeah. uh so I know Kobe just look so like they just look like they're made to be together in a lineup and I, I'm very excited to see it like that's gonna be great especially like you know there'll be a time where they're gonna rest DeRozan and Levine never at the same time but you'll be able to at least see maybe him or or Kobe White like really step up and get get a chance especially I still think Kobe White he's still tradable even though I think it's a lot harder to justify that trade right now uh, depends on what you get like we get a nice power forward to start there's some sacrifices that could be made yeah but I think you then need to sign another guard <laughs> like in free agency uh, yeah. to fill that role. I mean, Jamal Crawford always looks like he's ready to go, but like, I don't think you're going to find <laughs> too many guards like, out there. Because I was looking at the free agents that are still available, and there's not really a ton of names right now, except for like Jeff Teague, maybe, or uh, Wesley Matthews. I know he had a rough <laughs> season or two, but like, there's not a lot of big names in the free agency left that they can just pull up if they have to trade like Kobe White to bring someone in to replace Patrick Williams for a season. That's true. It's looking more likely to me that Siakam stays in Toronto too. Yeah. So I yeah. really don't know what our options are outside of Melvin or sorry, uh, Marvin Bagley. Yeah. I think right now, like this is the team, like unless they can, <laughs> yeah. unless there's a trade for Vooch, like I don't think there's any one they can afford to give up, but I also think there's not a lot of people other teams would want outside of the big names that would just make no sense to trade. Great. I talk a lot of shit about Vooch's slump, but what I have noticed is when the season started, he wasn't jumping. Like it was pretty annoying, but he does seem to be, even though his energy is lower, he seems to be making the effort plays a little more. 
you know, it's still not the greatest, but and it's good to see. I think when he comes out of this slump, should he come out of this slump, it'll be exactly what the Bulls need and exactly what we got him for. But right now, it just does not look good. And I'm loving Tony Bradley. Yeah, I I wonder. So do you think like his he definitely lacked energy in the Nets game until like the second half? Do you think that's where the Bulls are kind of falling apart? Because they always seem to we saw that with most of the games like they were losing big to the Celtics. They came back. They made comebacks against the Sixers, but they fell short. And the same thing with the Knicks. They were they were behind and they started to make a comeback. Do you what do you what do you see with the team that is causing them to fall behind early? Like it's great seeing them make comebacks, but it, that's not always going to lead to success. And it's proven with the three and three yeah. uh, stretch. It's, I feel like in those games where they they've kind of lacked energy sometimes at the start. And they'll pick it up as the game goes on. But once you're in a hole, you're in a hole. But then in situations where they do bring the energy, sometimes they start off cold and they aren't making their shots or trying to get to draw too many fouls that aren't being called. And it seems, I don't know, that's maybe just bad luck. Um, but the energy they can control, they definitely, at the end of game sometimes, I, I was at that Knicks game. And to me, it just seemed like, firsthand they were it, the lack of cause or whatnot was getting in their head and the energy carried over through the rotation um and i think that's when you get patrick williams trying to make a impact play and unfortunately getting injured from um i don't know man like i really don't know is i don't want to say it's a lack of chemistry because they do seem to have really good chemistry but one of our strengths was supposed to be running the court and it yeah. seems like they fall away from that a lot. And a lot of that comes from defense turning into offense. But then on the defensive end to start the game, they aren't there. Yeah, they definitely seem to be slow out of the gate, uh, which I feel like I know every team has this problem. I remember uh, during like the Rose era Bulls, it was always the third quarter they would fuck up. Yeah, they come out of halftime super slow. Yeah, and, and then by the time fourth quarter rolled, they would be in a flow and they'd do better. Uh, the Bulls, this Bulls, definitely seemed like they just don't like. I believe the uh, the Nets game was the first time they led the first quarter, or some crazy shit like that. Whereas like the first time they've either led the first quarter or at that. Yeah, no, no I think it was just the first quarter. First quarter, uh, I think. Yeah, because they weren't leading that half, but like that was a big thing. And we're ten games into the season. It's like, oh, this is the first time they've led in the first quarter, and it's like shit. Are they just bad at starts? Is it a weird like underdog mentality that they have to where they're like they need to like prove people wrong, and the best way to do that is to start from behind. <laughs> and you definitely have the shooters to do that, but it's still not something you want to get in the habit of. Yeah, it's like you can take that on pretty well, but then you can also put yourself in the situation where now you're causing yourself to get frustrated, and it's working the opposite way. So it's mm -hmm. like a it's a dangerous problem to have. Um, nah, uh, I feel like they'll be fine though. I think I, Vucevic isn't gonna have many one for whatever. What was it like one for seven or four for fifteen or something? I don't know. Like he's not gonna have games like that. He'll start knocking down shots. Well, he, yeah, especially with Patrick Williams gone, he's gonna have to take more. Uh, more of an offensive stake, even though Patrick Williams was, wasn't averaging a ton of points, but now there's more shots that you could potentially give to him. Uh, 
so I think he will improve. Like right now he's averaging 13 points a game, which I, on paper that doesn't sound great based on his history of what he usually averages, but he's never had two teammates average 26 points a game. So it's not like exactly. he, it's required of him to score. Though you would imagine he would have more open looks because you would, at a certain point, people are going to have to defend DeRozan and Levine different ways, which should open up like Ball and uh, Vooch for more options. Uh, how do you feel Ball is fitting in with this? Because defensively, we know he's great, but just like offensively, like right now, he's only averaging four assists a game. And yeah. what is it? Uh, almost 12 points, 11.8 points uh, per game. Do you see things changing with him? Because right now, you sign Ball because he's an amazing ball handler and defensive talent. But yeah, right right now, because of DeRozan, you don't really need a ball handler. Yeah, it's like the second the ball crosses half court, it's in DeRozan's hand. And if it's not, it's probably because Zach Levine brought the ball up. So it's... I wouldn't. It's not how I prefer to see Lonzo Ball used, but once he gets more into a rhythm and starts knocking down the shots closer to what he did last year in New Orleans, or maybe even better, I think that'll play a huge part. But I would like to see him kind of controlling the the ball a little more to get them. It would help them running the court and you know tiring folks out using what they have as an advantage. Do you think this leads to them when they're staggering DeRozan and? Uh, Levine, because eventually they will like have to stagger them just to compensate for the bench. Do you just see like Ball just putting in the most minutes per game? Uh, I could see that. Which right now he's like third with like thirty four minutes. But do you see him playing with the bench more, or playing with the bench and one starter, be it DeRozan or Levine? Uh, I I kind of envision him with Levine more. They seem to have a pretty good chemistry. Uh, and maybe like Caruso and DeRozan kind of being the guard combo mm-hmm. on that other group with uh, um, Kobe and Io kind of flipping off at that backup shooting guard because I'd assume you move Levine to small forward and those single, you know, between him and DeRozan when one is out. Yeah. Um, having a small forward. Because I think I've been seeing DeRozan play a little power forward off the bench too. Uh, yeah, which he did in San Antonio, like, quite frequently. So it's not, like, crazy for DeRozan to to play off position like that. Um, yeah. We got to talk about, like, this crazy stretch they're about to hit. It's a shame we're recording in the middle of it uh, because they are in the middle of a huge stretch of basically, like, hey, how good are these, uh, these bulls, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, We caught the first half, you know, where they played the Knicks twice. They played Utah. You know, they played the Nets. The Nets was a game that I was, like, really interested in seeing, and they were super impressive with it. Mostly because Harden still hasn't figured out exactly how he's going to play this season. I love to see him struggle right now, mostly because of how he's struggling. He, Him and a couple other players are struggling real hard with the new rule changes. I'm so glad none of the Bulls players have to really worry about that shit because they don't play that type of game. Exactly. DeRozan gets hella free throws because he actually draws real fouls. Exactly. And Levine draws real fouls too because he fucking goes to the fucking jam the ball into the hoop every time. You know, so yeah. you don't have to worry too much about like the the people on the Bulls, but like definitely Harden's affected. Trey Young's affected, but like Trey Young's still getting 23 points a game and like 10 assists. 
Uh, but Harden definitely is struggling now. But Harden's a great enough player that he'll figure it out within like the next like ten games. Yeah, it's the, like second nature for him to underhook people, so it's going to take a little bit to adjust. He yeah. should be able to adjust. Yeah, he should be able to adjust. But like, I was really expecting the Nets to just bully the Bulls, and you kind of saw it yesterday with like Lamarcus Aldridge kind of caught fire at a certain point. Uh, luckily, Blake Griffin has uh, not turned into Blake Griffin from the past. Like, I think the, that time's over. But like seeing Lamarcus Aldridge kind of like light up the Bulls from here and there was kind of worrisome. They were able to just like out hustle the Nets. But right now, uh, it is uh, Tuesday when we record this episode. will probably release Thursday. The Bulls so are playing Thursday. They play the Mavs tomorrow. On the, so here's their next stretch of games. It's the Mavericks, the Warriors, the Clippers, the the Blazers, the Nuggets, and the Knicks. And I think that'll take us to the next time we record. Uh, yeah, so, we'll get the Lakers in there, too, right after that Clippers. Yep, it's Clippers, Clippers Lakers. Lakers. Back to back. Yep. Is this basically what used to be the circus trip? Yeah, but there is no circus anymore. Yeah, there's no knowledge. circus, so they don't have to do this to the Bulls anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know why they do this to the Bulls. <laughs> Like you can, the, the circus is gone. You don't have to do this. Just send uh, us to, on this Western Conference gauntlet, like it's NBA Jam or some shit. Yeah, like even when the Warriors were bad, they gave the Bulls trouble. So like the Warriors right now are super good. Uh, Mavericks are still trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing. That's a game I expect to win. I do but too. Luka Doncic. Yeah. If it's a close game, like Luca would probably pull a game winner off sort of scenario, but I can see them running away with the game. Yeah. Uh, if it's close, you you give them the the Luca effect, you know, and the Mavericks win. <laughs> uh, but the Warriors, I kind of expect the Warriors to kill them. I I the the you know it's funny. Uh, I don't expect the Lakers to do shit against the Bulls, and I can't wait. Uh, LeBron for that. might be back by then though. He's only supposed to be out a week. What's today? No, the no, nine? he's supposed to be out more. They said. Oh shit! <laughs> Is he just saying washing this season? He's like, yeah. I dude, if anyone would just call it quits on a season, it would be LeBron. He'd be like, I'll just wait for him to. Uh, now I gotta look up the LeBron injury. It's like, yeah, not this year. Yeah, uh, if we make the playoffs, I'll come make a make that final push. I'll help. Yeah, if yeah. Russell Westbrook's turnovers per game go to like seven. Uh, then I'll come back. Um, yeah, no, they said uh, he might be out longer than expected. So there's a chance he's oh, yeah. he's going to miss like a month. All right, uh, so we avoid that bullet. Yeah, so um, the Clippers are the only one that like, so the Warriors I expect to to win. The I expect the Warriors to win. Clippers, I don't really know exactly with the Clippers what to expect. Um, Not really. <laughs> The the like only thing I know Paul George is one of the leagues. I think he's like third in the league in scoring right now. Yeah, but everyone else but... is like, yeah. The Blazers kind of have the thing going where they're five and five, but they still have Damian Lillard. So you never know like exactly what's going to happen uh, with them. I, I think Dame's struggling right now. Though, like since the Olympics, he seems to have been a lit just a smidge off. Like even in the Olympics, I think he's doesn't want to pull full effort not not that he's not putting full effort but i i can see him being like why am i going all out for this fucking team like in his heart he or in his mind he really wants to you know pull it out through portland but in his heart he just knows man like fuck am i playing for what is yeah this? 
like 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 wrestlers have something called like a bump card. Like they can only take so many hits before like their career is over. And I feel like that's what happens when you get like players in like dames thing where it's like, how much abuse am I going to put my body through for this team? Like <laughs> so much playoff emotion just to fail. It's like, oh, got to be draining. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 but, but again, when he wants to turn it on, he can, and he could definitely turn the game around. Uh, Nuggets. I mean, we don't know how young Jokic is going to be suspended after what he did to Morris. <laughs> I feel like they'll just give him like a game. I know he'll just get a game or two. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't throw a punch. So I, you know, that'll probably get him off the hook. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be an important stretch. Uh, mostly because like, it depends on like if LeBron is back, um, that game could be important. But like just so they can go on a long West Coast road trip and come out alive, as opposed to what even when they were good, they would go on this road trip and just get their ass kicked. It's a, it's a tough trip. I fully expect to lose to the Nuggets. Like I am rooting for the Bulls. Don't get me wrong. I just from a matchup sense and how hot the Nuggets have been, I don't see them losing at home right now not to say we can't beat them in a seven game series later mm-hmm. but i think that right there is probably the worst case scenario out of this whole trip warriors too i could see the warriors yeah. just lighten it up or the bulls somehow shut them down and make them just play through solely curry with maybe our bench d and we rack up the points with our two scorers the only problem is curry right now is playing at a level that if they just are like all right curry's gonna have to do everything he can do it <laughs> he can put up that Wilt hundred. He yeah yeah as was it the fifty point game he had yesterday or two days ago and people were th- like annoyed that they took him out with like four minutes left. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean they gotta save the boy though. He's all they got till Clay come back. Yeah, and we don't even know like what Clay is gonna come back as. Sure. Yeah, so like they have a, an important stretch, and then they kind of get like actually no like. To, looking at this fucking like it's the a, next it's a run month. man yeah because I, I, I saw orlando and i was like okay cool i saw orlando and houston and i'm like fine cool they'll get a break the heat the hornets but, but then the you got the heat again yeah the nets which james <laughs> harden nuggets. might have it figured out by then and then they have the nuggets again so it's gonna be rough <laughs> Kyrie might even be playing by december 4th i, yeah, I doubt it <laughs> that game's in new york right and that's not happening Fuck, we'll get the heat twice in the next, like, goodness. Raptors are pretty nice. Yeah, man, this is going to be a stretch. I think it's going to be a lot of character building uh, with the team and us fans throughout this stretch. Do you do you see the Bulls just like, I don't, so I you follow DeRozan more than me. Is DeRozan the type of guy, if they're getting killed, he's just going on to be, like, benched? Nah, I don't think so. Okay. That's what, that's what he, I'm wondering. He he seems to be the one, not the one, but I, he seems to be a player that he do the opposite kind of and maybe over press, like press a little too hard. Would Donovan want to take his stars out if they're being killed and then just let the bench learn how to play or, in, you know, not learn how to play, but like, would he give the I, bench like extended time just to save their starters or is it too early in the season to be thinking that way? Maybe a little too early to be thinking that, but I think that um, I don't think Billy Donovan's job is on the line by any means. No, but I not do at all. think that some of these 
decisions won't be 100% his. Like, I think Arturis and uh, Mark Eversley kind of have, they're going to need him to keep some people in for long-term decisions. Like, are we going to keep DeRozan? Are we going to um, keep Levine? All things that I think are probably a yes. Don't really know if I see us keeping both of them long-term, but you know, either one of them could technically go under certain scenarios. And I think the, that the front office is really going to want to see that. Yeah. Cause I'm just wondering like scenarios where you just, you let AL just have a shit ton of minutes. And maybe, the only scenario. White, oh, go ahead. No. And the only scenario I can see doing that is like in a blowout loss, you're just like, all right, go for a whole quarter, especially, uh, and then they're going to need to like, do you, Kobe's injury, like they were talking about Kobe's injury. He had to like relearn how to do things. It was like that type of injury. It's like a Mark Hill Fultz type shoulder injury. Yeah, it's where he had to like relearn how to like move his shoulder. So I don't think, you know, White is going to hit the ground running. Like it's like he's going to, he's allowed to practice. Uh, he might be back soon, but he's definitely going to be like micromanaged. Um, yeah. And that makes things tough because. Times when he was able to play shooting guard in his rookie year, you know, he showed he could stack up some points real quick. Yeah. But he won't have that opportunity. And, you know, do you move forward with what we have now as a core piece? Or do you really try and develop Kobe and Io, maybe even keep Lonzo and have that be the, um, the future? I don't know. That's all just reach speculation. Because yeah. you have to have a star star on your team. Especially but for Chicago. They are. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Kobe has had some people believe that he can be that star. So, you know, don't want to invalidate them, I guess. He he did stack the points. Yeah. Was there has there been any progress on Zach Levine's like contract? Or is that this completely iced? They stopped talking about it. Because I, I think didn't it's even... iced for now. Yeah. Because I know he still has like the all star clause. Which at this point, like DeRozan will probably make the All Star team over him, which will be fucked up. Uh, I mean, if they both stay in that top five scorer list, popularity contest is going to get both of them there. I'm gonna put in a ton of votes. Yeah, uh, I'm just wondering how long that will play because again, contract year for Levine, he's gonna want to shine. He's doing pretty well, but like. DeRozan's putting in way more work than I think people were expecting. Like, I thought DeRozan would be like a 18 to 22 point scorer. Uh, yeah, I thought about around that 20 mark. Yeah, but now he's like fighting for like, he's averaging 27 points basically. He's 26.9. So it's just like, he's he's right there to where it's just like, oh shit, is DeRozan going to be able to fight with the scoring title? Especially with like Harden and Trey Young trying to figure out how not to hook people. Yeah, no more 20 points off the free throw line for either of them anymore. Yeah, like I, I'm wondering uh, if this will be in, not necessarily an issue or if Levine at a certain point is going to have to tell DeRozan, like, I'm I'm playing for my contract, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, this is a contract year for me, bro. I need this. And and honestly, DeRozan seems like the type of player that would be like, yeah, of course, <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, he just begun like DeRozan can definitely facilitate and be like, I got you, bro. Yeah. But like, Levine just needs the ball in his hand so much sometimes. Yeah, yeah, he definitely does. But luckily we're out of the the times where 
he would go cold and then that would be the entire team's offense. Now, if he goes cold, you have people, you know, you just go like, all right, give it to Rosen. Yeah. So that, so that's what has happened in the last two weeks and what we think is going to happen in the future. Still feeling pretty good, right? About the Bulls. I'm feeling pretty good. I, I still am holding strong to top three um, seed, but man, this past stretch of six games hurt. As seeing us lose to the Sixers like that, back to back, it made me realize that, because remember, I removed them from the top three, I think. I think I had it as um, Bulls. Shit, I can't even remember what they were, but I don't think I had the Sixers there. Not without Ben Simmons. Yeah, you had them in... You you had like them four top or five. Three, three or four. Yeah, but I mean, that, that really hurt. We'll get there, though. Bucks aren't looking too good right now. They'll probably heat up, but we'll probably still take this division. Miami's looking really good, though. Better than Gosh. we were looking at the last time. Because remember, Miami was the team that you were questioning uh, in terms of yeah. like, how good are they really? And then the last stretch, or at least the first 10 games, they're just like, yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> It, okay, so 2K has this thing where, you know, you can choose wh- who's going to win each game. Um, and you get VC off of it, the in-game currency. And so the Heat look fucking great, but every time I pick them, they lose. And I'm like, ah, you motherfuckers. Like, how could you do this to me? <laughs> the curse of Jimmy Butler. Yeah. He's, ah, <laughs> Jimmy Butler. The greatest. <laughs> every time I see Jimmy Butler in a Miami uniform, I'm like, damn, we really did yep. that. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not like he doesn't even look right in a in a Miami Heat jersey. That's I'm the worst like, hey, part. I'm... That's what makes it worse. Is he looks perfectly normal in the, in the, heat, in the heat uniform. You, you were meant to be here, but damn it, we should have never let you get there. To be fair, the only uniform he didn't look right in was that Timberwolves uniform. Oh, even when man. he, even when he was in Philly, it was like, damn, he actually uh, he looks like a Seventy Sixer, but. <laughs> Uh, and the, the Timberwolves definitely have a sexier of those jerseys, but it just did not look right. Even nope. Timberwolves. Like, just, nah. Nope, nope, nope. All right. Um, do we want to talk about Scottie Pippen for a couple minutes? Because that has definitely been, like, the thing people are talking about. Uh, for those that aren't aware, Scottie Pippen is kind of still holding a grudge against Michael Jordan and how Jordan controlled the last dance. <laughs> I mean, we can kind of talk about it, I suppose. I don't, I don't really get where Scotty's beef is coming from. Like, I feel like, I don't know. It, it to me is worth very little, no how, no matter how good you are, to call out somebody as a bad teammate when you literally sat on the bench and refused to play because you weren't getting the last shot. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mike's passing to Kerr, Paxson to take shots because you know they're the shooter. You know, yeah, uh, it's hard to like side with Scotty, especially when he does like interviews and he's just pimping his vodka or whatever the fuck <laughs> his it is. Vodka his tequila, and his new book. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, is it tequila or like it might whiskey? Be. It might it be might. whiskey. Yeah, whatever drink he's. But then he's talking like a like an old drunk too. So it's just like, bro, like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I don't mean to sound like a dick, but like he's upset about about how the last dance was focused on Michael Jordan, but like. All that footage was being shot for Michael Jordan back in 98. So they just kind of worked with the footage that they had. And like, yeah, did they like not focus enough on the other teammates? Yeah, but it's Michael fucking Jordan. 
they literally split episodes out for Pippin and Rodman. And quite honestly, like, yeah, it didn't show Scotty in the most glorious of lights, but it kind of sympathized towards his situation. And at the same time, that season, he literally got surgery and didn't play for like a ton of the games. So they what, didn't was, what were they supposed to include? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Like, that's the thing is like, if they outright lied, I would totally get it. But they kind of called him out on his bullshit and actually tried to like side with him on why he pulled some bullshit. They were like, nope. he got screwed on his contract. And even Jerry Reinsdorf is in that fucking documentary <laughs> being like, yeah, we kind of screwed him on his contract, but like in a nicer way. Uh, it was like everybody told him, including Jerry Reinsdorf, like, yo, don't take that contract. Like, this is what we're offering, but don't take that contract. And he's yeah. like, ah, I'm going to take that contract. And he did. And then the thing is, like, he, it, it's it's brought up this point where, like, I don't think he wanted this to be a side effect, but now people are debating, like, is he really a top 75 of all time? <laughs> and it's like, no one would have had this discussion if he wouldn't have put the spotlight on him. Because now you're mm-hmm. looking at it of just like, well, shit, after 98, he just had a really bad career. Pretty much. His post Bulls career was not great. Houston and Trailblazers and Chicago. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot about the second stint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it like it sucks. I, I really do think he's one of the greatest players of all time. But because he's doing this now, people are reevaluating it, which is just gonna anger him more. <laughs> he did it to himself though. But mm-hmm. I mean he's got whiskey to drink or whatever form of liquor it is and i'm sure i'm gonna read it and i'm sure i'm gonna probably pick up his book eventually i'm i'm gonna listen to you after you read the book yeah i just hope there's a audio book with him reading it (laughs) and i hope you hear like a glass clank with ice every once in a while it's just scotty's voice like i that's one thing i'll give him if it's an audio book, Scotty's voice would probably be pretty nice. I, I know. I hope it's like, I hope you hear like the fireplace in the background <laughs> sort of crackling. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, cause he has a good voice uh, for, for this sort of stuff. So I hope if he's doing the audio book, he's fucking relaxed as hell uh, doing yep. it. Like he has a little drink next to him. He's got a fireplace in front of him and he's just going to like red silk robe. <laughs> yeah. And he's just going to read that book and then you'll hear the anger when he says Michael Jordan like every oh. time. <laughs> I kind of want a video book for that. Like an yeah. audio book with video. Yeah. Uh He should podcast it. Do it should. on Twitch. But yeah, no, I I still think he's one of the greatest players of all time. It's just the way he's going about doing this is just so odd. It does feel like he's doing it to promote the book, which good job. We're talking about it. I might pick it up. But <laughs> success but still yeah it's it's unwarranted if you ask me but to each their own he felt he felt shaded and those are his valid feelings i suppose yeah yeah i mean yeah if that's how he felt then he's he should share how he felt uh yeah though it does seem like revisionist uh sort of thing to to go back and just be like actually i had a problem with this i had a problem with that I, it's like come on i Don't want a dramatization that. done with it too i'm waiting for him to sell his rights to like a movie like a tv movie or some <laughs> shit like it would it's probably so be so good it'd probably be fascinating like scotty's last dance or some shit where he's <laughs> just like yeah i put my own documentary together because that's what it feels like we're going to at this point where he's just like well i have my side of the story and he's gonna tell it 
in one form or the other. Right now it's a book, but I can totally see him doing it's a documentary. It's all just going to be Scotty like reenacting himself with like makeup to make him look younger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Oh, uh, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about this week? No, no. I'm just looking forward to the next set of games uh, and yeah. seeing where the team goes. I'm still super excited about how everything's going for the Bulls. Yeah, it's a good time to be a fan still. Oh, shit. Couldn't win them all, I guess, as much as I wanted that 82 and no. Still one of the but best whatever. records in the league. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get to 82 and no. Not this year, maybe not next year. One day. Sure. <laughs> but all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with that episode with the games we just talked about. <laughs> Till then. <laughs> Till then. Peace out. <laughs> See ya.